Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water and Water Life Science. Worldwide, we've been saying with this show for over 10 years that the focus of our reason we have this radio talk show with Voice America, World Talk Radio, Apple iTunes syndicated for all these years is the voice needs to be heard throughout the world. A messenger needs to be heard. Water is in a crisis. Water is very much misunderstood. We've known for years and scientists forever and physicians and individuals like myself. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center and studying water and the behavior of water and what is happening to what I believe is lack of education. Education is vital, not only for all of us that live our everyday life, but in the research lab. And for the physicians, with the United Nations, all water resources, whether it be city, state, country, the water has been misunderstood, not educated in the way it should be. Individuals must learn that you are water, that when you left your mother's pocket of water, and you inside of that pocket of water, you were prepared by nature to come and live on the planet Earth until you pass away with water. That you are water. You're like a walking sponge. Each of those organs in the body are a percentage of water for you to be able to live. Living with, when you arrive here as that brand new baby, with water vapor in the air that keeps you alive. I know I'm telling you things that many of you have never heard of before if you're a new listener. I have been pounding the pavement with this subject and never will stop. So every time someone listens to it, they'll listen to what is so important about your health. I was just in my bank the other day and the woman said, Sharon, I've heard what you're doing and I cannot believe how this, the education is so unusual. And then I started teaching the different ones in the bank that were just standing right there with me, listening to what, it, what our life is all about. You are made up of water. You, from the moment you were born, you began to evaporate water out of your body with a, with a, a choice of lifestyle. What you don't have all these choice of is the water vapor of the air is your greatest influence from the moment you were born. But your choices of lifestyle have never been educated how to slow that evaporation down because if it over evaporates the water lost from the body living with the water vapor, you begin to dehydrate possible to death. So our lifestyle is from that moment of evaporation to severe dehydration to death, potentially for everything on the planet Earth. Isn't that an intrigue, actually, if you stop and think, maybe we could slow it down, live longer, be healthier. But something we've noticed in research, they're not curing diseases any longer. 
What is, what is the fault of that? They're not diving in to what we're going to discuss today, to the water. Water has to be the focus of all research before you decide what the disease is to pick up on whether you would be susceptible to that disease or weaknesses of symptoms. We've got to study that water level of your body and how quickly you're evaporating. That's a must. Or we're not going to understand how to solve the problems of the diseases or find the cure. That Petri dish cannot be just the way, what it's been, what's happening. So today now we're going to be discussing all of this and the, what has happened with the misunderstanding and the education of understanding why you have to drink water, breathe correctly, eat the proper foods for you, moderate exercise for you, and how you sleep. Because all those things the earth is going to do with you if you've learned how to do them. Well, today we have Dr. Gerald Pollack, who's a PhD, who's going to be with us. And uh, then Dr. Effie Chow, if she should join us. She may have had an emergency and her one of her patients, so we may hopefully will have her later if she's not on with us here soon. Uh, we'll be talking to Dr. Pollock about water, and I will be introducing him to you here in a moment. We'll be listening to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Something that's been misunderstood as the surface of your eye is 99% water. Living with the water vapor from the moment you were a brand new baby born and that eyelid opened. When research came to me years ago to study, if I could learn why that water is over-evaporating and possibly supplement that surface of the eye with a supplement of water, like we supplement everything in our lives. Nobody had ever invented a technology to supplement the surface of the eyes that would be able to provide the support necessary to slow down that evaporation. We did it. It was born. Nature's tears I missed with tissue culture grade water to supplement the surface of the eye with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're 
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Pollock, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you so much. The last time you and I talked, I'm going to introduce you for here in a minute. You were on your way to Sweden for the World Conference with the Royal Family. Uh, well, I can't Sweden? remember that one, but but uh, yeah, I I do travel a lot because the the interest in water is huge as uh, as it should be, as you as you mentioned earlier. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm here and ready to, uh, well, to thank chat you. with you. Well, yeah. I'm going to introduce you. I want the audience to know that Dr. Pollock is a, is a professor at uh, the University of Washington. Your background is in bioengineering, has developed a theory of water, you and your team, that has been called revolutionary, and I, I agree with that. He has, been, he has spent the past decade convincing worldwide audiences that water is not literally is at not actually a liquid. We're going to hear more about that today. Dr. Pollock's biomedical engineering from the University of Pennsylvania originally. He then joined the University of Washington faculty and now is professor of bioengineering for many years at University of Washington. He's researched muscles and that he was learning when he was studying the muscle of the body some different theories that he had found out that were interesting that involved water and studies of water and the tissue of the muscle. Dr. Pollock has been founder of, with his team, of finding a fourth water in the body and what they've been learning. So they've been focusing on water and living with water on this planet as a human life. And Dr. Pollock, you might add to that to the audience to help the audience learn what you've been learning and how exciting what your team has been achieving. And by the way, audience, I think you'll be a nominee for a Nobel Award someday, his team, for what they've been finding. But tell us, Dr. Pollock, what you've been learning. Well, thank you for your kind kind words. Well, we, we're learning about, you mentioned the fourth, the fourth phase of water. And ju- just to, to make clear, the the idea that water is not a, a liquid, well, I don't know. Somehow that got onto the uh, internet, and it, it keeps being perpetuated. But what we really meant is that, of course, water—you uh, have a glass of water. Of course, it's a liquid. But there's another phase of of, of water that actually is more like a gel, uh, or a, uh, it has the consistency of egg white. Um, and and that's that's the the essential finding. That's the part that's not exactly a, a, a liquid. So. So we, you know, we grow up learning that that water has three phases: a solid phase of ice and a liquid phase that that we drink, and a vapor phase that uh, is uh, filling mm-hmm. filling the atmosphere. And mm-hmm. and we found uh, it, it 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 was suggested more than a hundred years ago um, um, that water really must have a different, a fourth phase besides those three phases because with those three phases, you simply can't explain all of the properties of water. You need a fourth phase to do it. And this idea mm-hmm. had been lingering among scientists for a for hundred years. 
And um, I, I guess it's almost by accident, uh, but not quite by accident. We came upon this fourth phase. We discovered it, and and we we we've identified its it, it, its properties. And and mm-hmm. so I, I'll just tell you a couple of interesting properties of this. But before I do, I should mention that this is the water that actually fills your body. This fourth phase mm-hmm. water, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and this fourth phase water, um, uh, it it um, it's like a it, it, like a crystal, uh, in that all of the water molecules that are involved are lined up in a in a certain way. So, when you think about ordinary water that you drink, uh, studies have shown that the water molecules are bouncing around a gazillion times a second, and they're all randomly oriented with, with respect to one another. But the water that we're, we're talking about, this fourth phase water, is, is oriented, it's aligned, it's, 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 um, it, it's a kind of like ice, in the sense that ice is a crystal, and this is also a crystal. In fact, the structure of this is very similar to the structure of ice, um, and and it has this hexagonal motif uh, to it. So it it has structure, and the other the other feature is that it has charge, and and this is kind of an interesting feature. An electrolytic an electrolytic charge. Right. Yeah. It usually okay. has negative charge, and and the region beyond it, the region of water that sits next to this fourth phase, the region of ordinary, mm-hmm. we say bulk water, has the opposite positive charge. So it's mm-hmm. like a battery. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it acquires charge mm-hmm. as it forms, uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 and therefore you, you have charge and opposite charge next to it, and so it's really, it's mm-hmm. essentially just like a battery. And batteries... Mm-hmm. Batteries need to get charged, and, and the way this battery gets charged is from light. So mm-hmm. you, the water absorbs light from, from the environment, and the energy from that light is what builds up this fourth phase. So, mm-hmm. so it has, it's, it's not just that it's a different structure of water, but the, the fact that it has charge and the fact that the charge is fueled by light energy it makes it really much more interesting, uh, and and the fact that it also it fills your body. This is the kind of water that actually fills your cells, and that's why Sharon, as, as you mentioned, you know there's a tendency for the, the water I- inside your body. You don't want it to evaporate. You don't want to lose all your water. This kind of water yeah. sticks. It doesn't evaporate. It sticks to mm-hmm. to the solid mm-hmm. substances that are in inside the the body. Mm-hmm. But we don't have just enough of it, down. and excuse it evaporates. Just, yeah. yeah, excuse me for interrupting. And so, therefore, that particular substance of water, that gel type uh, substance, might be what nature made possible to slow down the water evaporation. So that once that baby arrived into the water vapor to live here on this planet from the mother's sack of water, that you wouldn't just lose it all at once. Precisely. Yeah, that, that's there what I'm go. getting at. Thank you for stating there it more, more clearly. It, this this well, is what we were designed yeah, yeah, to, yeah. so to speak, to, to have this water in our body sticks inside. It doesn't have that right. tendency so it doesn't, to evaporate. You don't lose all that food yeah. at once. 
Yeah, now, but as um, you get older, you know, we uh, the the uh, the embryos are, I think, something like by volume, something like eighty percent or eighty five percent water. But um, as you get older, that that ratio diminishes, and when you get to be uh, to have gray hair, then we're down to maybe sixty percent or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. So we we don't easily we don't retain enough water and it easily evaporates. Now, is there do you have you been learning? Um, and that's interesting what you're saying there. There's something about the age of that baby and taking those different steps of water evaporation. In other words, the whole cycle of our life, the whole life being behavior is water from the moment to water loss, to severe dehydration, to death, or in between there, diseases that are, being, that are happening on the way. Do you believe that if more water research in the body was being learned, understanding the behavior of, like you said, the electrolytic battery living with the water vapor, and then also learning how we can, with technology, slow down that water loss of the body, evaporation. If the well, person yeah, may I mean, be able to live longer, healthier, and feel better. No doubt uh, about it. So uh, water, water research, um, it, 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 uh, I wouldn't say it's non-existent, but uh, there's so little well, uh, research <laughs> on water. You know, it used to be water I used to be... Uh, sorry? I'm sorry, I keep finding out. I'll tell you a story here later from uh, a huge company that I won't mention names, but you go forward and tell me what you're going to say, and then when you're done, I'll tell you a story. Okay, yeah. No, I'm just, what, I'm, what I'm going to say is, is that um, um, before uh, perhaps 1950 or so, lots of scientists were studying water because be, uh, because water was was a um, uh, interesting subject, but you, you know, um, in in biology, um, with the advent of molecular biology and the ability to break cells down, not just to organelles or even to molecules, but to parts of molecules, with 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 this expansion of of uh, technology to enable people scientists to do that the focus shifted from a kind of holistic focus which had to involve water because water was an essential yeah. water was the, the major component but then then oh, with this, yeah with his new ability people forgot about water and began to study tiny parts of tiny molecules and and mm-hmm. and have been trying to infer properties of cells and uh, pathologies and such from those tiny parts of tiny molecules. So so the emphasis shifted away from water, and and I think to which the, was a to the, huge mistake. A huge mistake. That a was a life-threatening right. mistake. A totally right. a life-threatening mistake. Life-threatening mistake. If you, you know, anybody, the, one, the one thing I found here is in our studies and what I do with relationships like yours and around the world is that, and I'll tell you this story, there was this enormous company, one of the biggest on the planet, and I was talking to one of the chairman, and the chairman wanted me to meet another chairman, and so he introduced me to this other company. And he right. went into that company, and they said, you know, Sharon, you are really on one. We believe that what, the, what you're studying about water is so important in the eyes. 
took it down to their scientists, and a month later they came back. And they said, it's just unbelievable. They had never studied water. <laughs> yeah, and then right. they said, one of the chairmen said of this huge company, he said, Sharon, nobody on the planet, we found out, is really studying water the way you are. They said, people, they've been studying other directions, other, other theories. And you know, Dr. Pollock, what I think it could be, and I studied this years ago, why? Because I found it was, after, it was at the end of the 1800s, the beginning of the 1900s. They stopped. So I went in and studied why, because that's how I dissect things. And it's the word patent. They never thought oh. you could probably patent some of the discoveries because it's water. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> well, I, and I think that's part of the, the reason. And remember, the word investors don't invest unless you have a patent or a pending to protect their investment. If you go to the publicly held market, Wall Street, they want to make sure that you've got patents and intellectual property values that give them the values of their investments for their future of their return with intellectual property protection. I, yep. I was just fascinated. Now, when we went out to start uh, to support the, that I was big, this is the truth, to beg to get into the I category with what I had discovered that they had asked me to study, that how do you slow down that, that the tear films, over-evaporation of water that's causing vision problems, vision impairment to blindness? So I had studied it. And then they said, oh, my gosh, you got to do that. you got to do that. So I thought, well, how do we do this? So I went in and looked at it. And then one of my team players from out of France said, Sharon, you, you've got a patent this. So I got a hold of the best patent attorney, and we did. We went out and found a way to get a patent, and we now received a patent award worldwide. Everywhere we applied has been awarded in the description of water and the, va- and the evaporation of the tear film and the supplementation to da-da-da. Um, we even own a devi- utility device description in China, and I could go worldwide with that. But you know, Dr. Pollock, this is what happened. They forgot about the humanitarian side of life, the functions of life, and went after money, but left the most important focus behind. Water yeah. in the body, water living with the planet Earth, water vapor. Well, I, I agree with you. And besides, besides the, the money issue, the, the, there was a... There were issues involved with pure science that dissuaded scientists from studying studying water. There are a couple of incidents that took place uh, that um, um, you might say scientific debacles that took place. That that say it um, the way it is debacles. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that that, that um, swayed scientists to stay away because. Because scientists felt that studying water could be dangerous, and I, I, I'll just mention the, the two because they're they're kind of in retrospect, I, I would say um, amusing is not exactly the right word because careers uh, were were devastated, and 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 one of them came from a Russians, 
and and the most famous Russian uh, scientist. Uh, this was around 1950 or so uh, in in the 50s. His name was Boris Deryagin, and every physical chemist will will know that name. And out of his laboratory came uh, some reports. Or maybe it was maybe it was the 60s. Uh, it came came some reports that there was a special kind of water. What they did was to evaporate the water and then let it condense again. And so this water was considered to be pure because it came from evaporated water. And they condensed it into little thin glass capillary tubes. And when they examined that water, they found that it had properties, uh, physical chemical properties that were much different from uh, ordinary water. You couldn't practically couldn't freeze it. You couldn't boil it. Um, you, you, um, it had a higher density than water. It had different structural properties. And so this, this discovery uh, soon, when, when Russian papers began to be translated during the Cold War period, um, the, the information got, got to the West. And, and people became interested because it, it looked as though, it really looked as though there was perhaps a different phase of water because it was just water, but the properties were so different from any water that had been studied before. So uh, people in the West began studying it, and they really faced two choices because of the Cold War issue. One is to, uh, they, they saw something pretty interesting, and one is to basically beat beat the Soviets by finding out more interesting features of this of this kind of water. And the other was to demonstrate that it's junk and and um, you know, put egg in the face of the of, of the Soviets who after all were believed by Westerners to be incompetent <laughs> and fools. And and so both things happened. Some people began seriously studying this kind of water and there was a a major lead article in by at that time the most prominent journal called Science, a lead article saying is calling this new water poly water, poly meaning a polymer. In other words, m- many water molecules stuck together to form a, um, a continuous molecule, a polymer, and, and with these remarkable properties. But other groups, uh, you know, trying, trying to, uh, to, to be one up on, on, on the Soviets, uh, at, at the time, did some experiments and said this is nonsense. And one of the experiments uh, was to show that that what really happened when when the water condensed inside of those glass capillary tubes is that they actually the water dissolved some of the glass, some of the silica. See, and what you had was not oh. really pure water, but um, a silica gel. You see, and okay. and then. I to make matters worse, uh, another group, I think a group from Australia, put salt in water, and they measured some of the same physical chemical properties <coughs> that the Russians had measured, and they got similar results. So they said, oh, the, 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 the Soviets, they, they must have been sweating <laughs> into their water. And, <laughs> We've got so, you know, it was a big joke, at, and, uh, but, okay. <laughs> but it was serious because... Because yeah. it, uh, uh, you know it was really embarrassing to the to the Russians, and finally two right. or three years two or three years later, uh, Deryagin wrote a paper uh, recanting and saying, "Oh, all of those scientists are correct. We made a mistake. We should have been more careful, etc." So, mm-hmm. so this turned this was a big debacle. Um, and let me just tell you, there's a kind of 
postscript to it, uh, I found out by speaking to uh, two people uh, recently in Russia who had known uh, Boris Deryagin, who, as I said, was the mm-hmm. most famous uh, physical chemist in, in all of Russia. And they told me that independently, they, the two people told me the same story, that he didn't want to write this paper because he was sure that he was right. But the Soviet government, to avoid em- their embarrassment, wanted to lay the blame on him, not on the Russian or the Soviet government. So they, they mm-hmm. made him recant. Otherwise, who knows, he might have been, he might have been cutting ice in Siberia or something like that. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. You see, right. so, right. but, but, but the point is this had a, a deadening effect on scientific research in water because if wow. you, know, you know if someone as prominent as that can can blunder so obviously right. then what about mere mortals like them so people started to stay away from water research they got scientists got scared of of uh, putting their foot in water and 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 so so around that time a lot of water research um, ground ground to a halt and there was a there was a second debacle i won't take the time to tell you about it. It was about water memory and a similar kind oh, of... Oh, that's, that's the one with Dr. Emoto, right? With, well, no, not, I mean, it, it, Dr. Emoto, you said? Right, Emoto. Emoto. Yeah, he did that. a lot of study with that. Yeah, right? but, but Emoto, uh, I, uh, I, I know the Emoto folks uh, very well. And, uh, okay. But, but he's a, he's a, he, was, he died a couple of years ago. Yeah, he, was he a, did. A spiritualist, not a scientist, and so, so although he had really interesting uh, observations about mm-hmm. forming crystals of water by by mm-hmm. imposing thoughts, positive thoughts, behavior around it, right? Behavior, yeah. For example, you know, I love you, mm-hmm. and um, right, and, and the, the good intentions produce Negative. beautiful crystals, right. yeah. But right. yeah, but that's not. I'm actually talking about Jacques Benveniste, um, who is, oh, okay. yeah, he was a, not, not a spiritualist, but he was, he was a, a scientist and a very famous uh, French scientist, um, one of the top scientists with a lab of 50 people. And, um, and someone came to his laboratory and, and demonstrated to him uh, that he, he was doing some procedure he was dropping some antibodies on some cells, and the cells would then secrete uh, some substance. And, um, and uh, it was a standard immunological kind of study. And someone came to him and said, you know, that stuff that you dump on the cells, I can dilute it and dilute it and dilute it. So there's essentially nothing left but water, the same as the homeopaths do, and get the same result. He said, impossible. And but he said, "Look, you know, you can go to the corner of of, of my laboratory and, and and do your experiment and show me." So he did the experiment, and the whole laboratory was was soon engaged in this because he could actually demonstrate that even mm-hmm. with these many, many, many dilutions, uh, so that he has nothing left of the original substance, just just water that had been exposed to it, he could get the mm-hmm. same result. And so he made the tragic error of calling this water memory. Uh, that is, the water has okay. memory of the substances okay. with, yeah, and... Um, mm-hmm. And okay, and then he ran into to problems getting it published. The the uh, editor of Nature said this is not only impossible, but this is 
ridiculous, and it can't be true because if it's true, then everything else is not true, <laughs> and I can't believe. Well, that you everything. can imagine, doctor, and we're going to take a break here in a minute, and we'll come back okay. and talk about it. But when they came to me, <laughs> because I had been studying skin and water, and I had a product out there in high end cosmetics uh, to mist the skin with this tissue culture grade water with a mist, not a spray, a mist. Yeah. That it would need to that the skin has to have moisture from the outside before you apply the cream or the sunblock and all that. And I was in high end cosmetics doing that and Bergdorf Goodman, Neiman Marcus, you name them, all the stores and and all the cosmetic companies loved it because that wasn't their specialty. Their specialty is formulations to trap the moisture but not to support the moisture, to slow it down, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, to supplement it. But we're going to take a moment with our okay, sponsor, sure. and we're going to come back, and we're going to drive the force of you and I turning a page here worldwide. On we, and, and I'll tell you some relationships that I've been building and that you probably have too, that they're now after science, is after learning more about water. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. With just a mist. It's the only product like it worldwide to supplement your tear film, the surface of your eyes that causes any vision complaint, any vision impairment to blindness. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with tissue culture grade water with just a mist. It will become a household name in time worldwide because it's like everything else you do, it's so important to maintain the health of your body and that evaporation. We'll talk to, we'll listen to our sponsor and be right back with Dr. Pollock. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Pollock, we were talking about, you know, in the 1800s when I was studying, I could see that they were on top of everything that you and I have been learning lately. And that would have been miles ago, um, way back in time, if they kept up. But then I understood that when the money became the greed over cures of disease or future cures of disease um, or detecting them before they, the disease happened, 
they left the main root of our lives behind, the water. Because if you don't study the water of the internal body of the individual and you don't understand that, how are you going to figure out how to cure or detect it before the symptom happens? And uh, that's where you and I come in and others... It's a it's a really serious issue. Um, it's serious. I, I, I gave I gave those two two examples, although I didn't yet expand on uh, on the second one. But both of those examples set scientists in a direction away from water because it seemed dangerous to study water. And if you look at a uh, those of your listeners who have some familiarity with biochemistry or cell biology, if it, there's um, water is is thought of not as an integral player in in um, in the act of living but but actually just kind of uh, a bystander it's like a bath you know you you immerse yourself into the bathtub and 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 so water is considered analogous to that that is the background carrier of the of the important molecules of life but it doesn't do anything it just essentially sits there and this is so not true uh, no it's uh, not true it's not true and, and you know dr pollock every scientist tells you. They say that. I've, I've talked to scientists all over the world and physicians. They're all agreeing. And you know where I'll say, I'll, I'll add this to this and we'll go on with what you're going to say. When they came to me and they said in ophthalmology research, Sharon, would you do that then? Supplement the tear film with water to, re- to support the water evaporation. And I said, oh my gosh, I don't know. Let me see what I can do. So I brought a team together and Dr. Pollock, unbelievably, universities, scientists, physicians got behind. If I would do that, they would do the other part and prepare to put on the market in the United States of America the first water, 100% water, in the drugstore department, in the pharmacy area, in the physicians, in the hospitals that would support the problems that are causing vision impairment to blindness. 100% water. We were the first on the planet. Yeah, I hear you. To be yeah. able to do it. And, I, I, and there was no question, nobody questioned that we all knew what we were doing. We had to decide what size of micron to come out of the orifice of the application that would be more of a humidity effect, humidify, not a squirt, not a spray, very carefully, so it would humidify around that replacement loss of the over-evaporation. And, of course, then I had to go in and study, okay, you've got the water vapor. We have to depend upon the water vapor and its mist that we don't see, the invisible side of it, the temperature of that, then the temperature of the human body radiating, like you've taught me, you've taught all of us, like the, the, now I'm looking at it more like a battery, the way I should have been and I didn't. How is this going to charge with each other as the water comes toward the eye around the face to be a living battery of charging that water to be able to be a humidifier around the eyes of the face and still absorb? So yeah, we I mean, did it. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, uh, obviously a pro- productive route to take. You know, a lot of people don't, don't realize that, um, that the water actually contains energy. Yeah. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, it gets you this energy from light. And, and right. when you've got this water inside your body, it has energy. In fact, right. I think that this energy is, is, uh, is a part of or the major part of the way we actually get our energy. See, it occurs, everybody knows that it occurs in plants, that the plants um, use photosynthesis. So what is photosynthesis? Right. Well, it takes the light, and the, step, the first right. step, the very first step, is that the light uh, is absorbed by the plant, and the water splits mm-hmm. into the negative and positive uh, components of the water. Mm-hmm. Well, this is exactly what we, we discover happens way beyond photosynthesis. It's a natural occurrence that occurs inside the body mm-hmm. and outside the body mm-hmm. that the light comes in and splits the water. In order to right. catalyze this, mm-hmm. you need to have some kind of uh, surface uh, in the water or next to the water. And the same is true in the plant. The plant has something called a chromophore that's sitting mm-hmm. next to the water, and the light is absorbed, mm-hmm. in theory, by the, the chromophore, and, and that's what splits the water. So, so what I'm trying to say is that this process that's used by plants is actually universal. We know it's mm-hmm. also used by some bacteria, but it's used everywhere, outside the body and inside the body. It's one of, one of the most fundamental uh, and uh, natural processes that occurs all over the world and in other worlds. Well, it, it, uh, Earth began that way. Yes, the Earth, you know, I, I have to tell you the other day, and I, I have this happen all the time, wherever I'm at, I don't care where I'm at. And somebody will bring up something, and all of a sudden, the nature of myself begins to explain to them, well, this is that. And then I bring out this. When Earth had that water vapor around the planet Earth from the beginning, and there it was, living with the whole universe, but all of a sudden, a temperature change with time, and the droplet in the vapor got heavier, and larger water particles came down. We call it rain. As it kept pounding down and down and into the earth, onto the earth, and all of a sudden here comes this fresh water on the surface of the earth that we call from below aquifers now. Yeah. So all of a sudden the water vapor begins to supplement and, 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 and live with the water, vapor, the water vapor from the fresh water on the air. They begin to live with each other. All of a sudden, here comes life. Here yep. we are today. All life on the planet lives with that water vapor. But you well, know yes. what I've been learning? What I've been learning in my studies, too, is what you're learning about the human body. But what I've learned, Dr. Pollock, is that fresh water is too low on the surface of our planet. We've got to bring that fresh water back up again, but in a technology, in a healthier way. I've almost somewhat convinced that when you get these wetlands, like over in Louisiana, somebody said, isn't that something they haven't figured out to help to eventually prevent that flooding? And I said, well, it's because the wetlands, they've never done anything with the wetlands to balance it out. They've got to balance that out to where the temperature of the wetlands in that spot doesn't create a warmer temperature with the water vapor. 
So yeah, with the water I mean, that vapor, certainly could be a relevant issue. Yeah, they, they, but you know, the the Sharon, the 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 process of evaporation is 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 um, it's one of the things that uh, I remember I was on earlier with with someone. On your on your show, who was dealing with oh, weather? Oh, Dr. Uh, Dwayne Cecil from NASA. He was with NASA for many years. Yeah, no. and and we were discussing, and and he mentioned that the the uh, the physicists studying weather. There are two things that they really don't understand very well. One is evaporation, and the other is cloud. Uh, the nature of clouds. That's right. And, they don't. Yeah, and and these are these are so important, and um, in Final. in the. In the book that I wrote, the fourth phase of water, I, I actually discuss those issues, and I think the the two processes are quite different. From it's not just temperature; uh, it's it's it, it it's other physical factors that are involved. It's not complicated; right. it's just different from from what what people think. Because you know the clouds that produce the rain. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of strange things about the clouds if you think about them. The one one question is, um, well, what keeps the cloud up in the sky? See, the clouds consist of little droplets of water, you know, and right. they've, they condense together to form the cloud, and they stick together. And, and since water is heavier than air, you'd expect that gravitation would pull those droplets down, and you'd never have a, never have moisture up there, but. But somehow, I'm looking out my window right now, and I see some nice, lovely clouds sitting right up, and, and they're, they're suspended in the air. So how come, mm-hmm. how come the water doesn't always come down and, and uh, hit you over the head uh, with mm-hmm. like a pail of water? And this is, this is a question that the, the physicists don't, don't really understand. Um, I, I think I do, but, but, but in, in terms of moisture and rain, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that fundamental studies um, it, as to how clouds form and how water evaporates are urgent. Uh, they're they're yeah. really, really important. And the process can be so complicated. In fact, I have a friend who is airport controller scientist on the scientific side. She said a yeah. plane couldn't fly without that vapor. They have to study all of that. Everything in life that has been for a telephone wire, everything in life is understanding that behavior and how that electrolytic behavior of water in the air can communicate with all this technology that's been invented now. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely true. The, the uh electricity charge they're fundamental actually absolutely central to all of these phenomena but but i mean it, you, it, we we see that you you know look up in clouds and there's a thunderstorm and you can see that there's mm-hmm. so much charge that's involved and it's not just a thunderstorm right. but any clouds they all have right. charge and the charge is, is is critical yet um if you read for example the weather predictions and such you'll never hear the word charge it's always no. Always some discussion about temperature and pressure, and and right. some of these explanations are so complicated that are really difficult to understand. You know, the weather people have their own lingo and they've gotten used to it, and it kind of makes sense to them. But to to many of the rest of us, it it's well, uh, an, uh, not understandable in, language. Doctor Bollock, this is where I come in. I'm not as smart as all of you. I've been studying the basis, the common sense, the basics. So as I came along studying the basics of common sense many moons ago now, and I came forward and put 
an enormous amount behind it to go to the future earning respect that I do have a handle on a future of what this is about common sense. That when I got into the health issues... Right, common sense, absolutely. When I got into the health issues, I panicked. (laughs) I got to where, oh my gosh, this is insane. We've got to get back to the water. Yeah, the water is central to all of that and absolutely central to health. Just, just a point on, on uh, what you, you, you were saying. It was, it was Niels Bohr, the, the famous Nobel physicist who invented the structure of the atom. He said, one of the things he said that it's hard to forget, he said, if you've got a really good idea uh, that has some real merit to it, you ought to be able to explain it to your grandmother. <laughs> now, exactly. I guess there weren't too many in his age, there weren't too many... PhD <laughs> physicists who were grandmothers. That's where all of you have me. But all over the planet Earth, and there was all the scientists in China, different ones I talked to, and yourself, you know, and and all these different ones are going. Oh my gosh, Sharon, just keep it up. Don't break, don't back off, <laughs> because <laughs> I get to use common sense to where you all are having to talk to each other in the language. Well, that language e- <laughs> that eludes the me. people talk. talk. <laughs> well, I, I've been in science for quite a few years, and the language is, is foreign to me, me too. And I, I, I've developed <laughs> philosophy, that, um, one of simplicity. It's the same philosophy that has been around for, for hundreds of years since um, the, the principle of Occam's razor, keep it simple. <laughs> you know, the simple explanation is probably going to be the correct explanation. I had Newton, a scientist from Argentina. I have to tell you this one, a scientist from Argentina one time that was introduced to me years ago, and he said, oh, my gosh, Sharon, because he'd been into research and what's happening to melanoma in the skin. And he said, Sharon, you're right. Melanoma is going to be out of control in time and throughout the body. Well, now we found out he's right. I was right. Well, he, he's now in France, and he's unbelievable. People agree with you. Uh, that it's time that we get back to the root or we're never going to solve these cures. These, these uh, symptoms are not, I mean, we're not going to be able to find a cure. These symptoms are not going to be solved. And yeah, then yeah. people, individuals on the streets, living throughout the world, depending upon the education to remind them of something they might know or remind them of something they didn't know about five things. You've got to know, and doctor, I've really been pressing this because of Dr. Chow teaching me and others, that you've got to learn to breathe through the nose, let it out through the mouth with an exhaling of filtering. You've got to bring in that water vapor and work with that water vapor with the body. Learn to breathe. Make it an exercise. Number two, drink adequate water per person, but drink your glass of water all at once at one time so it absorbs. Number three, the nutrition for yourself personally so you don't over-evaporate is so important uh, to learn what that might be for your particular secret. The fourth one, moderate exercise. The last one, learning how to sleep like earth sleep. You've got to sleep and enjoy that relaxation to slow that down, rejuvenate it, get back to ready for the new day. And that is such common sense. Yeah, it's common to help sense. People. Yeah. Oh, exactly. But we only have about two minutes left. 
Yeah. Yeah. So now you've been traveling a lot, and where have you been going? Because uh, I know you do a lot of travel with water. I, I, I've been to uh, um, Prague recently. There was a, a very nice meeting, and going to Denmark soon, and to uh, Switzerland, and, and um, mm-hmm. uh, to Germany and mm-hmm. Bulgaria. We have the annual conference in Bulgaria on the physics, chemistry, and biology of water. If any of your mm-hmm. listeners have serious interest in water, I would highly recommend that. It's um, October uh, 6th through 9th in, in Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria, which is a very nice country if you, if you haven't been there. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll give the URL if anybody is seriously interested. Uh, it's, uh, it's www.waterconf, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-N-F, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. .org. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun meeting. Uh, it's a scientific meeting, but the presentations are generally, um, we, we ask presenters to, to present in such a way that you don't really have to be an expert to understand. Mm-hmm. It's a very friendly and welcoming meeting. And some of the, well, essentially the latest findings in water, we, we were discussing the fact that there's not much r- water research, but the water research that does exist uh, is presented at our it's conference really getting each year. So it's a great, mm-hmm. it's a great conference to, uh, to go to. Well, we're out of time, but this was amazing, and I thank you, and I'm sorry that Dr. Chow couldn't come on. Whenever she can't come on, there was an emergency probably with a patient. But yeah. back to her eventually. We're going to have the both of you together. She has been into water for so long, and uh, there's so much to hear from her side of what she believes in, too. So, Again, That's you great. have a special day, what summer's left. And one of these days when I get out from behind this desk, Dr. Pollock, I want to go to those conferences with you. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. Well, I think you'd in, in, enjoy it. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> you have a nice day. And if you're ever near Grants Pass, Oregon, you come and see us. Okay, will do. Take care. Thank you. Okay. You have a Bye. nice day and you be well. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you. Well, what a show. I think you learned a lot from all walks of life to remind you that the future of the water research is right on. And, and our company and our research center is called Water Life Science. The dedication and what we've been achieving worldwide is bringing people together that really want to study what the root of your problems are and symptoms of life. You can live longer. You can be healthier. Once you learn, and once you learn all these little very common sense secrets about life. You will feel better. You'll be a a new lifestyle. I want to thank you for listening today. I enjoyed every minute of myself, and I hope you did too. Embrace your life every moment. It's your life, but also share it with somebody else's life. It's their life too. But earth whispers, don't say goodbye. Leave something very special of yourself behind for all those children to come and all the many thousands of years in eternity to come that you cared. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. 
Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 